Luke chapter 1, verse 28. And so what I want to do today is, you guys, I, what I want to share is probably the most heartfelt message on Christmas that I have. And the reason why is because the scriptures that I'm going to share have have mean so much to me. They, they are the reason why I am standing before you today because God's presence in these verses have, have just done something in me and that's why I can stand before you because of these verses from the scripture. So we're gonna read some of those verses and, and I hope that uh, you, you can experience what I have ex been experiencing through the, the presence of God through these verses. So can everybody say, God is? All right, very good. The title of what I'm going to talk about is two words, and that is with us. So you guys just said God is. Now I want you to repeat after me, with us. Ready? Go for it. Okay, that was a little... Okay, so it's Christmas Eve, and I want to let you know that I'm going to bring my best tonight in the next few moments that we have together. But I would like to ask you to give me your best tonight. It's Christmas Eve. Let's have some fun together, okay? So if you could all repeat after me, say, God is, good, there, there you go, there you go, with us. God was with us. And God will be with us. Okay, so that is what I'm going to spend the next few moments talking about, those three things. God is with us, God was with us, and God will be with us. So now that everybody has said God is, we're going to read Luke chapter 1 and verse 28. So I'm going to break it down, those three things, as we jump in to this passage. Did everybody find it? You still looking for it? Okay, the Lord is with you. Let's look at this. Here's, here's this passage. An angel appears to a little virgin, teenage girl, okay? And he says, greetings. A very polite angel, by the way. We just heard a little bit about an angel earlier. This one is a very polite one. He says, greetings. Uh, uh, you who are highly favored. The Lord is what? You guys help me out. The Lord is with you. So the very first truth the angel proclaims to this young lady named Mary, this girl, that she was something that she really needed to know because he was about to go and tell her some very, uh, you're about to do something very difficult. And so you need to know that more than anything else, God is with you. Some of you this evening are hurting right now. You've gone through whatever you're going through and you are, you're hurting and I want you to know and I want you to hear from me that the Lord is with you, okay? God is with you. He is the God of all comfort who comforts us in our trials, all right? The Greek word there that he, comforter, is the word parakletos, parakletos, and it's actually two words uh, into one, para and kletos. Para means alongside and kletos means to be called to. So, so what it's saying there is that God is called to minister to us, to come alongside us. And I, I love that picture of how when we are hurting, and especially for those of us here who are hurting, God loves to come alongside us and minister to us in our pain. And I, I just believe that, 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 that if we believed it and not just heard it, we would do life totally different, you guys. We would do life completely different if we really believed that in our hearts. For example, my oldest son, AJ or Abdielito, I call him Abdielito, you can call him AJ, whatever. Um, he, is, he is deathly afraid of animals. 
particularly household pets. He cannot, just has, when we go over somebody's house, uh, the minute I take him out of the car, he's like, pick me up, pick me up, carry me. And I didn't know exactly why he was asking me to do that until it happened three or four times and then I started realizing why he was asking me to, I thought, oh, you just want me to carry you. I, I love carrying you, I, I would love to do that. But then I started re realizing why he was asking me to carry him. It's because he didn't know if the place we were going to had animals and he wasn't sure how the animals were and he didn't care if they were friendly or not. He just, he was afraid of them regardless. And so, so I have been on a mission to try to help him over his fear. And so I, I keep telling him, hey, don't worry, Abdiel, don't worry. Uh, Papi's with you, daddy's with you, daddy is here, daddy is here with you. And so I've been working on him. We haven't got very far yet, so keep praying for us, okay? We're trying, we're trying, but I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope to try to get him over this fear of animals because there was a point where he was afraid of water. And so, you know, we slowly but surely, I kept telling him, Abdelito, you know, AJ, you know, Papi's with you, daddy is here with you you don't have to be afraid you can come into the water and and little by little he started splishing and splashing and now he loves the water so i just i know that if he can get over the fear of water he can get over the fear of 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 pets as well because because if he just remembers and that's what he did that's how he got over that fear of water was he kept remembering daddy is here he's with me he's with me daddy is here and and, and so you're going today well well but what if i don't feel him how do I know that he's here? But when we understand that the God of the universe, the all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present God, that God is with you, it changes everything about us. So let's define it. When you're, when you're lost and you don't know where to go, he is with you as your guide. When you're hurting and you feel alone, he is with you as your friend. When you're in the middle of a trial, our God is with you as your comforter. If you're ever sick, our God is with you as your healer. Whenever you're weak, our God is with you as your strength. Anytime you, you're lost in your sin, our God is with you as your savior. And if anybody has the urge to say yes, that would be a good moment right there. Anybody wanna say yes? Okay, because I, I just want to say for the record, what I'm sharing is a lot, is, is really good, and I'm not getting much response from, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Merry Christmas, I need a little help here, all right? All right, all right. So, uh, our God is with you. All right, so everybody say, our God is with us. Our God is with us so that's number one our god is with us number two if you want to write this down you can our god was with us in the past he was with us in the past you look back over your lifetime and sometimes it's a lot harder to see that you're that god is with you right now sometimes you look and it's easier to see in the rearview mirror of your life how god was with you maybe you're here you're thinking about how god has been with you maybe over the past series of events in your life you see how god has been with you maybe like joseph there is a Joseph, a prominent figure named Joseph in the New Testament, Joseph and Mary. That's not the one I want to talk about for the next couple minutes. I want to talk about the prominent figure in the Old Testament named Joseph, first book of the Bible, Joseph. In case you, you don't know uh, his story, he was a, a, a young boy with big dreams. And he said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be a leader. 
and his brother said, you are just cocky and you think you're a punk and you think you know it all, right? And so his brothers, they beat him up and they throw him in this pit and they're thinking they're going to kill him. And one of the brothers who's nicer says, well, let's not kill him. Let's sell him into slavery. I guess that's nicer. And so they're like, yes, let's sell him into slavery. So they all do that. And, and, and so that's what they did. They sold him into slavery and he lived, but, but even though he was falsely accused, he lived with integrity. And, and he, he, did, he, he didn't just do, he didn't just um, go and, and get thrown into prison. Who knows what could have happened as a result. Because he was thrown into, into prison, you may be thinking, well, how could God have been with him when he's in prison and he was falsely accused? Well, well the story goes that, that because he was in prison, it opened the passage for him to get to the palace. And because he went to the palace, he was able to save uh, eventually a bunch of people. He lived in Egypt. He was second in charge in an indirect route. It, 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 he was able to save a countless number of people from a tremendous famine. And so you wonder, you wonder well, was God with him? Let's see, Genesis 39, 21. It tells us exactly where was God. Where was God? The Bible said the Lord was where? The Lord was with? Uh-huh, he was with Joseph. So that's where he was. He was exact, that's exactly where he was. You look back, and that's exactly where he was. He was with Joseph. And I, I get emotional. I get emotional when I look back over my life, and I see all the different times that God was with me. I look back, and I, I mean, I think of all the ridiculous ways that I, I, even the small things, you guys, with my little boys, you know, I'm trying to teach them how to pray. And, and, and teach them how to pray and teach them to pray and to take a risk on God. And, and we pray about everything, you know, everything, and the little small things. And I am amazed how God continues, if you take a risk on him, how he continues to show up. Even for the little, you would think, for the little toys, does God really care about these little toys? Well, you know what God really cares about? He cares about us taking a risk on him. And if we take a risk on him, he'll show himself faithful. And I have to tell you that every time we've prayed for a lost toy, we find it. Every single time. Now, sometimes it takes a little longer than others, but man, we find it every time. And I look at that. That's, you know, a small little way, but I, I look at other things. I remember how I met Marie for the first time, how God brought her, my wife, into my life, and how miraculous it was that she said yes when I asked her to marry me. I know that God was with me as my guide then. And, you know, we've had some lean years in our lives as a married couple where we've had more love than money, if you know what I mean. And, and some of you, you, you know what I mean it, where everything breaks down at the same time you know you look back at your life everything the air conditioning breaks down the plumbing breaks down the car breaks down right everything breaks down and and you're it can get broke really quick you know, you, you deplete your emergency fund and and, and all of a sudden you, you're 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 wondering how you're going to make it and and sure enough you know we we pray and we ask god and we, we give god our our finances and we're like god we we need your help and and sure enough and a, a check we didn't expect to pay that unpaid bill that that we were waiting to pay you know we've never missed a meal god has been with us and and he's our provider 
I remember when I would go and, and try and uh, do these outreaches to the community to try to serve the community and let people know that God loves them. And inevitably, we would try to go and do these things and you know, you plan all you can plan and you do as much, but something would fall through and you're like, oh no, it could ruin the whole event we're trying to pull off. Just, and you, know, you start praying, come on Jesus, this is for you, you gotta do something because if you don't show up, this thing is not gonna happen. And how many times have we gone out to go do something for him and, and, and things have started to fall apart and we just start to pray and ask God and, and he comes through and we see how God was with us as a provider, as he was with us and he provided. I remember, I see Reina here and I remember when we were on our way to, to Cuba on our mission trip a couple years ago and, and we got, Reina got stopped at the, at the, at the airport in Cuba and they weren't going to allow her to enter into the country for, for visa reasons. And they were going to put her on a plane right back to the U.S. She couldn't actually enter into the country. And I remember uh, all that and, and all the things that we were, we were, all of us had gone, but she had stayed stuck in the visa thing. And we're, we're waiting at the airport for her and we're praying and we're asking God. And, 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 you know, her, everything, we were thinking about everything she had gone through. Dealing with her family who were not keen on her going back to Cuba. Trying to, you know, wrestle with all those questions and then herself trying to you know after 40 plus years of not being able to go to Cuba and thinking about uh, all these issues and stuff and uh, all that work that she had done and all that money she had raised and you know they, they're about to put her on a plane and say, you can't go in and we we're just praying and asking God God you got to do something here you got to show up because we don't know we can't do anything else and then God showed up and 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 Reina had a huge impact on the country of the people that she met and even in herself God was with us as a miracle worker. God was there years ago when there was a lady that I knew that was always coming to me on a weekly basis and she was always telling me, you know, Abdi, why am I still single? God had made, had made, he's made me for marriage and I'm still, I don't understand. And we would, you know, let's pray together and, and months would pass and years would pass. And I remember the day that she met the guy that she eventually married and we're like yay god he, he, he made her and then i remember her coming up to me now we want to get pregnant and we can't get pregnant and they tried all everything you can think of and they 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 were saving their pennies and their dollars and trying to get pregnant and they couldn't get pregnant and and then finally they decided well let's just try in vitro and they tried in vitro and 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 it took and and she she got pregnant and then eight months later she lost the baby and it was such a letdown. We had prayed and believed God. And, and, and so, you know, we, we cried together. We prayed together again. And she worked again very hard, years. You know, and her husband as well worked to try to save their pennies and took out loans and let's do this again. And they tried it again. They did in vitro. And it took again, only to lose the baby eight months later again. And it was such a letdown. And we're like, you know, I told her, I said, I said this is not the end. I told her, I said, this is not the end of the story. And we just kept praying and, and she borrowed, begged, she didn't steal, but she did. She borrowed money and worried for years and years and we waited and waited. And she tried in vitro again and, and she got pregnant and this time with twins. And we're like, yay, praise God. And, and so the months are passing by and then what happens? Her father passes away a month before the twins are supposed to be born. 
And it was such, uh, I remember standing there, it was actually just a couple months ago, I officiated the funeral. I was there talking. I'd been with her through all these stages of her life, and I'm here, and, and the presence of God was in that funeral as I'm talking to, to the folks there, and you know everybody's crying and, and trying to see God in this, but we knew he was there. He was with us, and then a month later, the twins, the boy and a girl, she got a boy and a girl, and they came, and, and the sting of all the loss that she had experienced of of losing the babies and her dad passing away. It just, it was a little bit less now that she was holding these twins in her arms. God was with her as her comforter. I remember that. I remember God was with us time and time again as I've gone to hospitals. And I've visited folks and doctors have come to me and they've told me, you know, Abdi, go in there and talk, comfort the family because we just told them that their loved one, you know, that they got to prepare themselves because their loved ones are, are not going to make it. You know, I've been in there in the hospitals and I've, I've gone and I've time and again. I remember one guy who was, the doctor said he's, he's going to have brain damage. And, and we went and we prayed together as a family and we believed God. We just went in and, and prayed together. We, let's just pray. And, and months later, some time passed. There's that guy in church worshiping God, healed, no brain damage at all. God was with us. God was with us in those times, in the times in the hospital. I remember God was with us around the same time of Christmas Eve when my sister at the age of 38 checked into the emergency room two years ago. And God was with us every day until she passed almost two years later. God was with me when I stood before and preached hope in Christ, the powerful hope in Christ at her funeral. And God was, was with us when, when my childhood friend Junito, my, my, my sister and I, had been praying for Junito since he was little for, for him. And he was with us when at that funeral he decided he was going to accept Christ. And I, I saw life come out of death. And God took what Satan meant for evil and used it for good. God was with us then. And God was with my mom and my dad and my sister and I on our last Christless Christmas. Our last Christless Christmas. I had a lot of them. We'd go to church kind of like some of you here today. In the ministry world, we call some of you in an affectionate term CEOs. You didn't know that. You're a CEO. It stands for Christmas and Easter only. So we'll see you again at Easter, hopefully. We're looking forward to seeing you guys again, all right? Glad you're here. Um, but we know that's kind of the gig, and, 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 and we were even more than that, though. We didn't just come during that time. We went a few more times, but I, I had a head knowledge of the story of Jesus, but not a heart relationship, that he is with me. And I remember when the words felt like it was directly to me, when those words, that he is with me, and I heard God is with you, and I remember thinking, if that's true, then there's only one reasonable response, and that is that I give my whole life back to him. That's what I did when I knelt down, thinking I was all alone. And then when I stood up, I stood up, I, I realized that God was actually with me there as I knelt down, and I stood up transformed by the power of Christ. And, and what I do today, standing in front of you, I, I do this because I'm telling you, I understand that God is with me now, and he was with me back then. And God is with you now, and he was with you your whole life. Maybe you didn't realize it. But not only is God with you now, and not only God was with you back then, but number three is God will be with you. No matter what you go through, God will be with you. I, went, I started to think about um, this little girl, Mary, who gave birth to Jesus. 
And I thought about how she would have felt if, if, if she could see into the future and what she would have said when she saw the angel come. She would have been able to see the future. Now, we know none of us, right, we, we don't have that future thing, right? But what if she could have seen the future and she would have been able to see that God would have been with her when the angel appeared to her? And God would have been with her when, when the angel told her that the, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you and you're going to conceive this baby. And, and, and God, she would have seen that God was with her as, as she rode on this donkey, on the back of a donkey as she was pregnant for a hundred miles as she went to Egypt. And, and, and God was going to be with her when there was no room for her in the inn. And she would have said, well, God, he's going to be with me. I can see He's going to be with me as a, he gives, she gives birth to the Son of God in a stable, in a manger next to farm animals. And God would be with me when I was on the run trying to save the life of my son. And, and God would be with me when my son was 12 years old and we couldn't find him, only to see that he was, he was listening and he was teaching and he was talking about in the temple, answering questions, talking about his father, being about his father's business. And God would be with me at the wedding feast when they ran out of wine. And, and, and I told my son to grab some water and, and he, would, uh, he would be with me when they tur he, turned it into, uh, he turned it into wine. God would be with me when I watched my son being falsely accused and persecuted. And when Mary would, would have said, what she would have said is that God would be with me when I watched my son suffer on a cross, brutally abused by the sinners for those, uh, those whose sin he was dying for, the ones that drove the stakes in his body. She would say, God would be with me as I watched him suffer, and God was with me, and he will be with me when he looked up to heaven. Jesus looked up to heaven to his Father, and he said, it is finished. And God would be with me when he said, into your hands I commit my spirit. And God would be with me when the earth went dark. And God would be with me when the earth shook. And, and God was with me the first night when I waited and wondered after Jesus died. And he would be with me the second night when I waited and wondered some more. And then on that third day, God would be with me when the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty and, and he was not there because he's risen because, because he is God with us and he is God who was with us and he is God who will be with us no matter what we go through. The Apostle Paul, he said this. He said it this way. He said, and let me ask you guys a question. I want you guys to answer it for me, all right? Because this is, I'm going to read to you what he says, but I want to hear from you guys. He asked the question, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? Somebody answer yes or no. no. Shall trouble? No. Shall hardship? No. How about persecution? No. How about famine? No. How about nakedness? Nakedness. I don't know why nakedness is on the list there, but in case you're wondering, nakedness won't separate you from God. How about danger? Sword. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, he says, this is Paul. He said, I am convinced that neither height nor depth nor angels or demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Understand this, that nothing, no thing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. He will never leave 
leave you and he will never forsake you. You never will be alone. Nothing can separate you. Not your fears, not your doubts, not your insecurities, not your theological questions, not the things that you can't explain, not your brokenness, not your failures, not your mistakes, not your sickness, not a divorce, not that someone else, not what someone else did to you, not broken dreams. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus because he is, he was, and he will be with us. Can somebody say yes to that? In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the one who was and who is to come, the God who is with you, who was with you and is with you forever. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Why? Because our God is with us. He is with us. And there is no question whatsoever. It is settled and it is written. The Bible calls him Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean? Emmanuel means that God with you. I love that Christmas carol, um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Let me tell you a little bit of the history of that song, the lyrics of that song. Believe it or not, <clears throat> the lyrics to this carol were written somewhere between the 8th and the 12th century. It's a long, long time ago, right? Hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And what they would do during that time in church history is that they would say phrases in certain churches, they would e actually either sing or chant uh, these phrases that all started with the letter O. They're known as the O antiphones. So somebody would read a psalm, and then they would sing or chant phrases that started with the letter O. And during that era, one of the lines was this, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and then a song. That's how the song came out. So this, uh, this is the one word that if you forget everything else I've shared today, you don't forget this one word, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, that is what we're talking about this evening. What does it mean, Emmanuel? Emmanuel means God with us. So everybody, let's just say it. What does Emmanuel mean? It means God with us. Now I'm curious, how many of you have ever, uh, ever prayed, God be with me? Anybody? Couple hands. God be with me. You ever prayed something like that? God, be with me. You, you may be going on a trip. God, be with me. Be with me, God. Be with, be with me as we travel, and don't let our kids, you know, kill each other in the back so I don't have to kill them after they kill each other in the back. God, be with us. God, be with us as we go Christmas shopping. Help us find a parking spot, right, in Jesus' name. God, be with us as I go on this blind date. Hope this guy's not a stalker, psycho, you know? Be with me as I take my final exam. Sometimes I think God is saying, well, you know, it would have gone better if you studied, but, you know, God, be with me. What does it mean for God to be with us? I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 1, Matthew's version of the birth of Christ. He talks about the virgin Mary in verse 21, and he says, she will give birth to a son. And it's hard to read this without getting emotional. It's so powerful. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because what will Jesus do, everybody? Because he will save his people from their sins. Now, this was the announcement, you guys, that, that had been, people had been waiting and longing for for hundreds, for centuries. 
And Matthew here, he makes the announcement. I mean, this is the good news of the gospel. This is what the story is all about. And he goes on to say in verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. Now let's pause here. What's Matthew about to do? What is he about to do? He's about to quote the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. It was in Isaiah 7, 14. This prophet prophesied 740 years before the event took place. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that kind of gets me tingly all over because 740 years ago, that it blows my mind how big God is, that even seven centuries before the event prophecy is given about what is about to be fulfilled verse 23 the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and what would they call him everybody say they will call him and what does that mean it means god with us if this were a movie this is the part where the music would get really loud okay and really dramatic because he's called emmanuel that's where they would go da 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 you would hear that a little bit better than what i just did but it, it, because he, he said this is the most earth shattering news possible because everybody listening or reading this would know that in the old testament it is said that god is too holy you can't even look upon him in his purest essence and live, they, they would have known that Moses had to hide his face when God passed by because, because Moses couldn't handle the full-blown presence of God. They would have known that when God dwelt in the temple that nobody was allowed in the temple except for the high priest once a year. And they had to tie a rope to his leg. If he died in the presence of God, they, would, they had a way to pull him out because God was that big. And then suddenly Matthew says, he is with us. What is it that made the shepherds run back and tell everybody about what happened? What is it about the, the, the wise men to fall on their face and bow down and worship? It was this fact, you guys, and this fact alone, that God is not someone who just watches over you from a distance, no matter what you've heard in that song from Beaches. He doesn't just watch over you from a distance, all right? He is with you. The creator and the sustainer of the universe is a relational God who stripped himself of his glory and became like us in the form of a, of a baby who was all God and yet all man without sin. He dwelt on earth and he is with us. And so today we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to be like the shepherds who once they saw and saw the angels and, and heard that God is with us, they went out and they spread the news all over. And so today we have an opportunity to do the same. As you walk out today, there are some tables. And on those tables, there are some cupcakes, mini cupcakes that we were actually going to buy but somebody donated twice as much as we were gonna buy. They donated that much, so yay, it's pretty cool. And so what we're asking everyone to do is as you walk out, grab a package of cupcakes. There's a dozen of cup, mini cupcakes in there and take it on your way home to some place, to someone that is working tonight, that's had to work tonight on the holiday weekend and take it. You could take more than one package. Maybe already as I'm talking, you're thinking of a place you could go and stop by. As you can do it today. I know you might not have plans. Maybe you do. You could do it tomorrow on Christmas Eve. You could do it on Christmas Day. You could even do it on Christmas Day as you're out and about. If you go out and about, you can even do it on Christmas Day. They will last. The cupcakes will last. But all I'm asking you to do is just go and say to the person, thank you. Thank you for what you do. You were not forgotten. God is with you.
and he loves you. And so feel free. You can go to the table, grab a package, let them know where you're going so we don't everybody go to the extended stay right around the corner. We all go to different places, all right? But I want you to know that I'm inviting you into something that is very simple, something that is beautiful, something that is exciting, and it's going to impact you. It's going to impact your family and, and the people you meet. And I pray that this Christmas you never forget okay? Christmas is about reminding us that Jesus came with his love for you and I so that we can give it away to others. So we are giving to you, so now you can give to others. How many of you are in? Can you raise your hand? And for the rest of you, I'm going to keep talking until I convince the rest of you, okay? Because this is the best news ever. The problem is that many of us, we simply don't believe it. We don't. I mean, I can kind of tell because I'm looking and some of you are just sitting there like, okay, but this is really amazing stuff. You're looking for the funny joke and I'm not telling you a funny joke. Here's the deal. Some of you, you don't believe in God and so hands down, because you don't believe in God, you, 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 you shouldn't believe that he is with you, right? I understand that. That's where you are right now. Some of you are Christians and you're like, God is with us, but I don't get the goose bumps and the tingly feelings. I don't feel them right now. Well, guess what? You don't have to feel them. Some of you are in a really difficult spot right now, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but Christmas tends to magnify things even greater. <clears throat> and, and if it's a painful time, it makes it even really painful. And some of you, you're facing maybe an empty chair this year. Someone that you wish was going to be there isn't maybe through a divorce or a death or a distance or whatever, and, and that just wrecks you. Or sometimes there's this relational tension that, you know, uh, things aren't right. Or maybe it's bad news about some health issue or whatever it is, but you're going through it and you're going, you know what, where is God in this? I don't feel God. I don't see God. If God is there, why is this going on? Where is God in this? Is God with me? And, and some of you, if you're really honest, you'd say, well, I've done something in my life that, that I'm so ashamed of. Why would God be with me? Uh, why, why would he want to be with someone like me? It, it, that's really hard to believe. I want to tell you, there is no doubt he is with you. The only question tonight is, are you with him? Yeah. Are you with God? That's the only question that has to be answered tonight. And it's time to give it an honest answer because God is with you. He is Emmanuel. And more than anything else, he wants to reveal his love and his character, his nature, his goodness to you. And more than anything else, he wants you, he wants you to be with him, loving him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Because he's not a God who's far off or uninvolved or distant. He's a relational God who came to earth to reveal himself to you, to forgive you of your sin so you can know him, serve him, and have eternal life. And so God, I pray that your spirit would do a work that only you could do. I pray that you would transform us by the good news that you are with us right now. And so if you would bow your heads right now as you're praying today, some of you right now, you're at a place where you really need to know that God is with you. There's difficulties, there's challenges, there's trials, there's pains. And you really need to know that God is with you. Those of you who would say, Abdi, would you just pray with me because I really need a special touch from the presence of God today. It would be an honor for me to pray for you. 
Would you just stand with me right now? Those of you who would say, I really do, I need God's presence. Just take a stand right now. And I believe there's many of us here just as God was with us in the hospital with my sister Omaira, just as you, just he will be with you in your time of, of suffering and grieving. God, I thank you that your presence was more than enough and your presence is enough now. People are standing all around us. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would bring about a peace that goes beyond our human ability to understand or to comprehend. And God, that your presence would guard our hearts and our minds and our souls in Christ Jesus. And now, God, at this moment, I thank you that you are here and you are the God of all comfort who comes alongside of us to comfort us in our trials. God, would you come alongside your children today to comfort them with your presence? And God, I thank you that your presence is more than enough. In Jesus' name.